Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Awkward Silences. Today, we're here with Marika McCloskey, who is the Director of Research at LinkedIn. Really excited to have you here to talk about some of the different ways you've been a researcher throughout your career that might be applicable to lots of folks listening. So we're excited to go on this journey with you. Thanks for being here. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. We've got JH here, too. Yeah, I've had a version of this conversation with a lot of product folks over the years about like where it's good to do product work and the different environments you can be in. And uh, But I've never thought about it from the user research side, so excited to hear your thoughts. Awesome. So we're going to get into a lot of detail on sort of the different ways you've worked as a researcher, but we don't always like to start this way, but I think for this episode, it makes a lot of sense, which is, you know, tell us how you got into UX research in the first place. Yeah, I love asking UX researchers this question too, because yeah. it's still one of those careers that people come at from so many different angles. I'm one not alone of people who thought they'd be an academic and do academic research and realized that wasn't really the right place for me. And so while I was in grad school for a PhD, remember finding a job description for a UX researcher out there on the internet um, and being like, this is it. Like, oh my God, this is like how I get to do research and study human behavior. Um, but apply it to technology. And I already at the time also felt really strongly that technology should help us and should sort of like smooth out life and make life easier and should be accessible to everyone. And this was back in 2008. So I have been a UX researcher for uh, well over a decade and then kind of had like a, a, a fun path sort of like doing consulting for a while. I started out at the Nielsen Norman Group also training. And so like early on in my career started both like helping companies with consulting, but then also figuring out how to teach this. Um, and I've carried that throughout my career and love that aspect of it. Moved to the uh, San Francisco Bay Area in 2014, lived in Silicon Valley, felt like I should kind of see what it was like to work at a startup and really be, be part of this. So worked at two different startups in really different capacities that I'm sure we'll get into. First at user testing, and then at a much smaller um, HR tech startup, Humu. And then a little over a year ago, really wanted to work at a bigger company and see what that was like. I also really wanted to get back into management. I love being a director of research, kind of thinking about how to structure a team and what kind of research we should do and how do we partner with different teams and join LinkedIn. Amazing. So just to play that back, you've had uh, some consulting experience, some smaller startup experience, some bigger company experience. I'd imagine those are kind of like hard opportunities to compare and like probably pretty different experiences. What are some of the things that stand out to you as you kind of think about the, you know, compare and contrast across those in terms of, you know, maybe what you like best in those different environments? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I thought a lot about this too. And the other aspect there too is like my role as a manager or not. And where was I in IC? Where was I a manager? But even then sort of still understanding where, I understand what the role of an IC researcher is. I think one of the things I've thought a lot about is the like breadth of work that you work on and the sort of range of things you notice. And I really love that about consulting and starting out in consulting is like getting to work with lots of different companies and lots of different industries, lots of different functions too, like who's hiring a company to do the research like for them or with them was really, really interesting like exposure um, and helped me kind of realize what I like, what I'm interested in, um, working with financial services and healthcare. And even at user testing, when I joined that as a startup, got the feeling of what it's like to work at a startup. But I was actually, my first role there was leading the professional services team, which is a sort of like internal consulting uh, arm 
um, and still got that like the breadth of oh like there's all these companies are doing such interesting work it really helped me realize what I am passionate about um, and I really love that so maybe just to ask uh, should everyone start their UXR career at a uh, consultancy or do you think that was just fortunate for you or I'm curious how do you kind of play that back to people when they ask for advice on this, these types of topics yeah totally it is definitely if you know you love research but you don't really know where where you want to fit or where to do that it's an awesome experience i think similarly like contracting is actually like a perfectly great way i tell a lot of pivoters to think about it that way like if you've had another career you've done other kind of work you're pretty sure you want to be a UX researcher, but you're not totally sure where. It's like being a contractor for a while in different companies can also be a really nice way to kind of figure that out. One of the things that is incredible about a larger organization, and actually one of the reasons when I was looking for a new job, not this past summer, but the summer before, one of the things I realized I wanted was more of a support network of peers that do what I do. I also hadn't in like over a decade almost had a boss who knew what I did as like my function. It's like I'd spent so much time in roles where I was the expert in UX research and learned so much from that, but really wanted to go to a place where I had peer directors, where I had the like autonomy to lead a team and sort of make some decisions, but didn't have to be like the one person sort of responsible. And I think that's also true for UX researchers at LinkedIn or companies that have a much more mature UX research practice. We have almost 50 UX researchers at LinkedIn. That's an incredible environment to get started in because you have this huge support network of people who've done this work, who have had their own interesting career paths into it. And so then like I've had to do a lot in my career to find like peers and support and mentors and sort of think about how I want to grow as a researcher. And I see now the people on my team and our broader research org who have so much of that support built in at the company at so many different levels. I think that's really incredible. And so some of that's a little bit like when I talk to people starting out and kind of thinking about it, it's like really also like how you like to learn, how much structure you find helpful. Like there's a lot more structure built into like even a career path, right? Like we've sort of done this so for so many years at LinkedIn. There's like structure built in, there's processes, there's whole L&D programs, there's just a lot of help there. If you kind of like more learning on the fly, kind of figuring it out yourself, like there's some freedom and flexibility in that. So a lot of it can be just, uh, is also like a personal decision. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And folks now talk about, right, like jungle gyms versus career ladders, whatever you want to call it. The point <laughs> being, it's not linear, right? Yeah. And I think, you know, it's always good to have some sense of where maybe you're trying to get, but of course the world's rapidly changing. And so as you're saying, what makes sense as a next step is a pretty good next step. And so you're saying, you know, contracting or an agency sort of arrangement can be really good can be a really good option if you're sort of new to UX research. That might be a good way to figure out if you want to go in-house, what direction you might want to go. Yeah. 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 And one of the things that's incredible about a larger company, and this is actually probably true. I know this is true for some agencies too, where the like ability to specialize like the, so my second role at user testing, I uh, started the internal research team. Until then, we had sort of leveraged our consultants also to do research on the product, but didn't have an embedded research team. And it's like amazing opportunity. It's also like a way better way to do research and product development to have the team 
internal. And we immediately from the start started that with data science and UX research together. But there's this like we we get to structure it, sort of decide like the format of it. But there was a little bit of like we all have to do like there was data science and UX research, but you kind of have to like flex a lot in like kind of work you do. Maybe this quarter we need more prototype testing. Maybe we need a more foundational study, but sort of everyone was focused on every part of our product. And at HR tech startup I went to, I was the one and only researcher. I did whatever was needed at the time. I love kind of then picking like what's the highest priority thing and doing that work, but it doesn't allow for like a specialty, like, oh, I'm going to be our expert on this audience, or I'm going to be our expert in this methodology, or I want to be like a researcher focused on accessibility. What's possible at like some consulting companies and definitely larger companies is you can say like, I want to be just a quantitative researcher or I want to be our dedicated specialist in Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. an audience, in a methodology, in like a partnership. And that's incredible to see, like I see. And then what comes with that also is a like I see career path into leadership Um, and something I really, really value is hard to get at smaller companies where like as a leader that tends to come with people management. And this is true, like outside of UX research too. And I'm sure JH talking to product people about this too. It's the like, how do you, you can become like a lead and an expert and someone who like, whose input is needed in meetings. And we tend to include our principal, like researchers, designers, like anyone at the principal ever in a lot of the leadership meetings and their input and value is incredible, um, but they're not people managers. And I think that opportunity um, for some people is like the perfect career path. Yeah. How do you think about people's like individual like learning styles or things like that and how it fits in here? I can imagine if you're starting out going into a bigger company where there's going to be more structure, more support resources, probably a clearer career path. I'd imagine certain personalities might almost gravitate towards that. Whereas in a smaller kind of startup, it's going to be a little bit of like, hope you like figuring things out as you go and be willing to make some mistakes. And any, have you seen any patterns there of like the type of person that maybe should, you know, shy towards one of those or the other? I wish it was like more clear some of itself so you can kind of make it work. I'm like really big on like job crafting and sort of finding in any role like what works for you. We have some incredibly creative people on the team. Um, And one of the things I actually try also when we have new researchers start on the team at LinkedIn is the like, don't just assume it has to go this way just because Mm -hmm. that's what you see and the patterns you see. I think that is actually like sometimes to a fault when there's like so much process. It's like, oh, it seems like it always has to be this way. And I love some of that like more creativity and let's like figure it out. What I have noticed though is that people can get really overwhelmed in a startup or and I mean any team or structure, any team that doesn't have much structure because we also have I mean, any company has maybe like new teams that are forming and it's like not totally clear who's responsible for what. And I like can tell that some people just get overwhelmed. Like if you haven't really learned how to set your own boundaries of like, this is how I work, when I work best, how much Mm -hmm. I can work. Uh, And so it's really more so like knowing your own limitations and they're like, oh, I I work better when it's like really clearly defined responsibilities. And I have maybe like I know within where I have creativity to sort of like play with maybe the method or timeline or how we do the like share out of findings, like some of that, I think in a team where maybe you don't have like a manager who has your function, like that can be really hard starting out as a researcher. You have to be like really disciplined to like go find the mentorship and support and you have to like be okay with like, like things will go wrong things go wrong everywhere. Do you are you someone who would benefit from having like a manager help you through that? Or do you like to kind of figure that out yourself? Yeah. As you're talking through some of these examples, I'm thinking 
some of the situation you're going to enter in a new job is going to be relative to, right, is this a small startup, a large startup, you know, the sort of archetype of, of the company or the organization you're joining. Others are going to be very specific to this company right now, right? Like how have they decided to organize research within this type of company? And so I'm wondering if you have any tips or thoughts on ways folks might sort of triangulate those things or probe in a job interview to figure out, you know, really what kind of situation am I entering and how does that align or not align with some of the things I think I might be looking for? Yeah, that's such a great question. Yeah, totally. And so when I uh, joined Humu, that HR tech startup I went to, I had been a director of research for a while, done like consulting and then in like embedded in a product team. I knew I wanted to be on a product team. Like I really love like I love how product managers think. I love working with designers and the like iterative nature of like problem solving joining Humu, they were 30 people at the time and they were looking for a UX researcher. And to me, that was like, what, like, what's going on at this company? Like, how can this 30 person company want a researcher now? Like, that must be a really special place. And I'd been following the startup for a while and knew that I was like intrigued by what they were building, but then was like, oh, something culturally is interesting, right? Because like a lot of companies don't think about this. And I was really grounded and they were like, so they they so passionate about the mission of the company, but not really grounded in like what, who are the people we're serving. And one of the first things I did coming into the company too was like reframe the way people were thinking internally about the product was very much from the company's perspective. Like what are we, what are our touch points with our customers and the end users B2B uh, software. And one of the things that I did was just reframe it to think about the user and like, what is it that they're experiencing? What is it like for them when they hear from Humu? How long goes between, like how long between them sort of thinking about the company? And so there was so much, like I didn't, the first thing I did was a journey map and not like, I didn't touch the product for a while. And that's like totally not what you would maybe think of as a user researcher coming in. It's like, oh, you probably maybe start out just like some prototype testing, maybe like an evaluative study of the product. But it was a much more like really what was needed at the company was like together with a designer that was there, like how do we make this a human-centered company? Um, and that was such a fun challenge and like an incredible opportunity. That is like typically part of what a UX researcher maybe does at a company. The other one is kind of what I was alluding to and thinking about what company I wanted to go to was the like how how accepted or mature is a UX practice? Like how open is product to doing like real discovery research? Like where do ideas come from? That's one of my favorite questions. Like where do ideas come from? Who has that? I think every UX researcher out there knows that part of their job is going to be advocating for research, advocating for users. People make decisions all day every day. And part of our job is to sort of help steer that and help people like increase their confidence in those decisions. But we slow down the process of just going and doing. And so I definitely encourage like anyone always in thinking about what company to go to is just like, what is that state? Like, what is the company like today? And then not to only go to companies where things are great, where it's like, oh yeah, like user research is like super valued. I mean, that's incredible. And that's what we're striving towards. But some of that challenge is also fun. Like I love like trying, like really, really love convincing product managers of the value of user research. And that's one of the benefits I've had at the uh, two startups I was at. Um, user research was actually like parallel leadership to product design mm -hmm. and product management. 
Um, and so not reporting within design or within product, which also happens, but at the same level, which we really needed at both companies to sort of say, like, we can't, we're still trying to find product market fit. We're like, where are we headed? And it was really equal, like discovery research, design research. And I love that setup. It allowed me a lot of like autonomy and freedom. Not to say that you can't at a startup also report into design. A lot of times for like people management reasons, that can be really nice, especially if you're mm-hmm. like really starting out and so they're all all like considerations to sort of like do have a subtle impact on like the work you end up doing and it's good to kind of know coming in like if you know you're going to be reporting to a design manager what is the like what is the relationship going to be like with product and at linkedin user research reports into design we're part of the design org but very much also a partner to product management so there's a lot of signal here you're picking up on of like is this a good environment for me to join you've done this a couple times researchers are good at asking questions like the reporting lines and stuff like that are more kind of factual. So you can just kind of get that probably in a direct way. But I'd imagine a lot of times how you like probe or ask for signal on these things as you're considering opportunities is really important. Because if you ask it one way, they're probably just going to tell you what you want to hear. If you ask it over, you might get it. Like, do you have any like favorite interview questions or things that you like to poke on as you're considering opportunities to see if it's a good fit for you? Yeah, I notice who's interviewing me. Mm-hmm. So like who's mm-hmm. on the panel and we'll ask to talk to people if they're not there. And then I love this question of where ideas come from. Like who, how do you, like, where is the latest feature that came up? Like, where does that come from? Um, And again, not because there's like one right answer, but you kind of know what challenges you're going to face, right? If it's like a lot of ideas come from like product managers, like they, who knows what they, there's like a lot of ideas that come out of what they're thinking of. Customer success can be another one where it's like, oh, we like hear from customers directly and they tell us what they want. That's mm-hmm. another signal on the like, oh, that's like great. We're listening. Maybe there's an opportunity there to like dig more into why they're asking for those features and not just taking it at face value. Uh, if it's coming from research, that's also incredible, right? It's like, oh, we're doing, we're doing research, we're identifying opportunities, we're then prioritizing those opportunities with market research, maybe BizOps is involved. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that is definitely my, by far my favorite question. So an idea is really like a feature idea. It's something we're going to, like a product. Feature idea, direction. Build. Yeah. yeah, direction for the product. Yeah. Because, you know, I think idea, I think like you could also go to like a question. Where, where do the questions yeah. come from? And do the questions follow the ideas or did the ideas follow the questions? Sort of what you were saying with do ideas come from research or are ideas validated by research? Is there yeah. a right answer to that question? <laughs> where do ideas come from or something you're looking to hear? No, I'm really just looking to find out like every company and job has a challenge. And actually, as a researcher, I kind of like that, right? Like we're here mm-hmm. to kind of dig in and find find Mm -hmm. the problems and some of it's like research there's like always some like organizational research component to being a user researcher there's the like research and the product and the users and like how do we make this product easier to use how do we find the right like some of it's like finding the right market for the product but some of it's also like the organizational research on the like hey we're where do we fit in best and how do we organize ourselves? How do we like balance doing like research on the solution versus research on the problem? And so I love that component. So I'm not looking for like one specific answer. Some of it's just like what I feel ready to tackle at the time, what challenges I'm looking for, like in the job. And there's a lot like at a small company, like the, it maybe it also changed. I have noticed it changes like the organization changes more as the company matures. And so sort of Mm -hmm. just like being flexible for that to like ebb and flow. I love this idea of also just like asking if it's a question, do we start with questions? Do we start with like solution ideas is such a great one. And I was actually just suggesting this week that we reframe one of our 
like planning documents to be about questions that we're asking, not we like frame it as the research that we're going to do. We frame it as the research we're going to do is like, oh, I'd love to actually just see the question. Like, what's the question that we have as a team? Like, that's so much like it sparks so much. Yeah. Or what's the insight? You know, like we were, yeah. we were we were trying to use a solution for an insights repository for a while. And the way it was built, there was no way to frame insights in the context of like insight or question category. You had to tie it to feature ideas, <laughs> you know, and obviously you could, you know, frame, you know, could play with that and make it work. But just like interesting right. how endemic that is to how org sort of function sometimes. I really like the way you're framing this in terms of, you know, you can probe on this, get some signal, and it's going to help you understand the challenges or opportunities in this role. And you can kind of map that against your own interest. Is this the type of challenge or thing I'm interested in taking on right now? We always joke when we interview product folks, it's always like you ask them a question, you always just get like, it depends back, which is a little <laughs> bit of what you're saying here. Is there stuff though that is like a brighter line for you? Like if you pick up on certain signals or certain responses, you're like, oh, that's actually maybe for a small company, kind of like a red flag. Like they are thinking of research as something just to check the box. Are there anything like that that people should be on the lookout for? Yeah, I would even be willing to reframe some of the like, oh, if they're thinking really narrow, like I think that narrow, narrow idea of what user research can be isn't necessarily a problem, right? But it's like, I think we've now as a field, and this has been like so awesome to watch too, is that like, it's so, so much more than just usability testing. And even that is super valuable, right? Like if no one has ever just done like a, what is it actually like, what happens when people use this product and how do we like, where can we remove friction is like hugely valuable. But as a job, like always just doing usability testing, like there's that's valuable. It's super helpful to have researchers supporting designers who are doing the design work. That's also something where as a researcher, you can help like teach designers, help sort of oversee some of that work and kind of set that up. Like at LinkedIn, we have this as a scalable program where like we do do a lot of prototype testing. We'll do like live product usability testing, but it's not the work that the like what we call embedded researchers who are like on a product team do. I think if that is like solely the job is just making sure that the like product and solution works well, I think that can actually be a great place to start. Like that's and Mm -hmm. for some people, like they love that. And that can be also in a bigger team can be a job where it's like your job to like measure the experience like that becomes a really difficult challenge. I think as long as there's like openness to it, like growing and being more, right? So it's like how, like, okay, so let's say we do that and we sort of like set this up as a program, like what else, like who will be interested, who will listen, like who will I have meetings with, I think is another one, like who, Mm. sort of who do you have access to? Because I think you could grow that to be like, oh, let's actually measure, let's measure the experience over time. Let's measure and compare it to competitors. Like there's so much we can do to improve the product, even if it's just focused on like, the solution and the product we have today. But as you do that, you're going to learn about things that could be like, oh, we could expand it. It could be more like, how do we like grow the breadth of the product? And it's like, if that, if it really just seems like that is like totally in a different place, like how does, if there are no researchers, for example, like loads of companies, right? No researchers, you're the first one, like do product design and product management talk? Like, what is that relationship like? I think if there's not a good relationship there, that's a red flag. One that I actually think research could come in and help bridge, um, but you know what you're like getting into and facing. We've hit some of these, but I wonder if we can dig a little deeper into some of the things people might care about when they're, and we're framing this very much as, you know, you're looking for a new role, which makes sense. But to your point, maybe even things you can try to 
make happen in your existing role or just have in mind for whenever your next step occurs. But let's say you want to have an impact. (laughs) I know who doesn't want to have an impact, right? But this is something that you're hearing a lot with research teams now, right? Because it went from fighting for a seat at the table, fighting to exist (laughs) uh, to, you know, that's decently established in a lot of companies anyway. But now it's how do we show that we're having an impact? How do we have more of an impact? So you're someone that's impact driven. What do you want to think about in terms of what kind of organization and what kind of role is going to be a good fit for that? Yeah. Ooh, such a big one to unpack. I'll start with like my situation now at LinkedIn, super mature company. We're about to hit 20 years. Like It's been around for a long time. The research team has been around for I think at least 12 years. So we're sitting on a lot of insights and I uh, lead our team over um, our talent solution space. So it's uh, some of our enterprise products. So a lot of like what you know of as LinkedIn is the sort of like the feed, the connections you can make. We also sell products into companies. One of uh, the two products that my team works on is our recruiter product and our LinkedIn learning. So really thinking about the like employee space. I think in this world, like those, um, especially our recruiter product has been around for a really long time, like impact is harder to have on like innovation and let's change it. But we are trying to like change behavior. Like I love this, like we're trying to help people hire more equitably and like we're big on skills first hiring and salary transparency and how do you like bring in people to a company for the right reasons and then create it's incredible how do you like set people up for career growth and it's like a lot of like behavior change and to me like the impact there can also be it's pretty incremental it's like how do we as research help like change behavior in our customers. And so I have like in other parts of our organizations really clear on like, oh, have we like impacted the roadmap? Have we changed direction? It's like we're really slowly trying to change direction. I still in every role I've looked at sort of look at if we're helping a team and bet on team and they want more of us. That's a really good signal. If it's like, oh, we're like embarking on a new project and we don't have a user researcher available and they're like hungry for it, it's like a really, really good signal that we're like doing something and and helping move the product along. Sounds like at a, a sort of mature, 20 years, definitely very mature in terms of, you know, startups, company, they might have a well understood mission or like very clear, you know, priorities in terms of where do they want to make an impact. And you might be able to step into that, recognizing the change you're going to make might be small and incremental, but really adding up to something that is known and established. As opposed to if you're like, let's say, taking a job at an agency working for lots of different clients, that's clearly going to be a different kind of impact, right? You're sort of spreading your impact across multiple organizations. Yeah, they also tend to want, like, I think you, with each project, like, as an agency come in and, like, you're sort of promising to find something big. Like, you're trying, you're, like, right, you're coming in saying, like, oh, either no one has looked at this or they need an outsider's perspective. They need someone. It's, like, in some ways, like, not that it's always controversial, but it's sort of, like, meant to have, like, really challenge a lot of assumptions. And I think what I'm noticing now at LinkedIn, too, is that, like, every research study provides value. Like, there's always something we learn. It's not that it's always going to be mind-blowing. I sometimes, like, there's this expectation that, like, every research study is going to, like, totally change how we think. 
it's like, actually, like, it's okay if it sort of like moves us along and increases our confidence in the direction we're going or sort of like a lot of actually also what we deal with now is like risk management. It's like, ooh, how much we're trying to push, but we don't want to push too much. We're like all of a sudden, like we don't want to harm the experience, right? So like we need to keep our like paying customers able to use the product if we're changing something. Like we work in a marketplace where there's like job seekers and hires. And I like as a consultant, you come in, you're like, here are my big, like my big findings. And here's how like we want to change your understanding of this user group or we want to change like these are all the changes you should make to the product to have impact. And even that like does ha- it happens at every company, but I, at user testing and at Humu, there were lots of opportunities to like teach people something new about an audience, right? It's like, oh, you don't know about this audience. And so there's these like big studies that like take a while. One of the reasons at Humu, like actually one of the struggles I had over time, like I was there for two and a half years, we were still leveraging insights from a year and a half ago on like our core audience because it was such such a foundational study that was like so helpful in like the that like really deep understanding and who we're doing this for. At a small company that was sort of like it, there wasn't like another big foundational study to go do yet because we're still leveraging it. Whereas the incredible thing at a company like LinkedIn is like there's never ending amount of research and work to be done. And so we are picking up work now, we're picking up product work on research and leveraging research from three years ago, which is like incredible that there's like enough continuity that people remember that that's there and we can like leverage those insights. The like primary research on the project is also still here and there's still enough to do and more to do. And I, I love that. And so there's like oh, well, like, let's go look here or let's like steer you into like this team. Nice. What about uh, some of the other dimensions? Uh, So we talked impact. You know, when you talk about kind of like autonomy and flexibility, you had touched on this a little bit of, you know, you have some people on the team at LinkedIn are still very creative and proposing changes and stuff. How does that vary depending on the kind of the company or the environment you're in? Yeah, there's like the like what does researcher do question and then like how you do it the how you do it i love that there's still like flexibility and i've also like pushed the team to sort of like play with different ideas like do things a certain way like one of the things i noticed that the pandemic had a big impact like i joined i'll say at the tail end of the pandemic although we're still working from home like it still had an impact but sort of like coming out of the worst of it. Um, But people had gotten sort of comfortable with a routine, right? They sort of gotten really comfortable and they're like, oh, here's how we do it. Some of it was like a coping mechanism, right? It's like, this is how we do research. And we'd gone just like the team had gotten really comfortable to just doing one-on-one interviews. Here's how we write the project plan. Here's how we conduct the research. Here's how we share it out. It's either like a top line doc or a presentation and sort of infusing some of this like it doesn't have like no one's telling us it has to be this way. Like there's no one, but it can feel that way sometimes at a big company. And I I think that's like a good reminder. And I have to say that I think that my experience at a startup and consulting for that matter have brought some of that like look around like no there's like no one I'm telling you there's no one that's like requiring us to do it a certain way it's like I think we should we have some standards obviously like we have rules on how we like treat participants respectfully there's some uh, guidelines also agreements with legal and how we contact customers and stuff like that we shouldn't cut corners but in how you share the findings out or how long it takes to like maybe do a share out at the end of the quarter to make sure that everyone has the findings that they need that we promise them but you then take some time early the next quarter to do something like more interesting and different. And so what people have come up with is great. Like we now lean really heavily on user journeys. 
people have also done really awesome, like a researcher on another team did a podcast share out of their findings. And you can tell that that like people get like, oh, whoa, that's like, that's different. And they sort of like listen to that. And I love that. And we need some of that like creativity a little bit also makes the job kind of fun. It's like, oh, let me change how we do. Uh, I love the like product design research collaboration too of like, let's develop a framework for how we think about this. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a really good partnership. I have to say at startups, especially when it was like me as the only one or me starting a team uh, without someone who without a boss who's like deciding like has done this before or has like that research expertise, maybe they've led it so much opportunity to craft. Like, here's how I want us to be seen as a research team. Like I want us to be equal partners to product and design, like coming in pretty strong on that. I also believe that some democratization of research is healthy. Like let's bring like a, love when product managers talk directly to customers it helps build some of that empathy it's like let me help you do that in a way that like you'll learn new things and that like make sure that the questions aren't biased when you ask them and so I loved having that like freedom to kind of like shape shape also what my day-to-day looks like a lot and what the team gets to work on just to play this back a little, because I think what I'm hearing is there's opportunity for some autonomy and flexibility and changing things in, in any environment it sounds like in a larger company there's probably gonna have to be a little bit more intention or change management that comes with that. Whereas in a smaller company, you might just be forced to like invent it from scratch because like we don't have a thing. And so like you just make it and it doesn't require that kind of overhead of like getting people from A to B. Is that like a fair way to play that back? Yeah, totally. Like if I decided, so like at user testing, we decided it was going to be data science and UX research together, partly because I was friends with a data scientist and I brought him to user testing. And I was like, you're asking similar questions, like you're answering similar questions that I am and want to. And I think that where the team is at and our understanding of what's happening in the product and where the opportunities are, it's like, I really think we can partner together. And that was just like, let's go do it. Let's go try it. Right. Let's go see. Like there wasn't like, a ooh, let's. And I've like tried to find those relationships at LinkedIn, but it's like totally different teams in different places. And I'm like, not at all like suggesting we combine those teams because there's like so much else that each team does. But even just forming those relationships, it's like, like, we can't just go do it. Like we need to go figure out like, oh, how do you, you prioritize your projects? How do we prioritize projects even just to work together? Or another example at LinkedIn is that over time, the team has gotten really, really, and it's, I mean, incredible. I have like heard about the evolution in history, but we'd primarily qualitative researchers on the team at LinkedIn, like sort of over time, those were like the questions that were being asked and the insights that were needed, but wanting the team to really be mixed methods now. And that was like an intentional decision. Like you can't just like, you can't really just go hire mixed methods researchers and hope that they figure out something to do. Like we have to be intentional and they're like, oh, what does that change about the work we do and the questions that are being asked? And so some of that, like at a startup, I would have probably just like hired a quantitative researcher and been like, let's go figure it out together. It's kind of like a fun challenge and wanting to make sure that someone is like set up for success, right? Like that they have the career path works for them and that there's enough work to do and like um, more consideration that I all think is like good and what we should do. There's a like a meta narrative almost in what you've been saying too, where you've been able to kind of try different ways of partnering with others in the organization and work not necessarily because they're the right way, but you've learned over time in your career these different things that might work for you or work in different organizations, which is another way to think about this, right, is not these kinds of organizations are set and they work this way, but playing with your own experience as a user researcher in these organizations 
So as you move along in your career, you know, you can sort of make the world the way you, you know, want it to be from a user research perspective as well. That's making me think of another observation I've had now being at a big company and is how specialized user research like has to be in some way. So like I talked a little bit about the like amazing opportunity for like a researcher to specialize, but the function too, like I had until now, and even as a consultant, to some extent, you're like doing more than just a researcher's job because there's so much like stakeholder management, program management, project management. There's like even some like depending on your skill set, some like UX design, maybe like maybe it's not my strength, but I had colleagues at the Nielsen Norman group who could do some of the like wireframing, right? It's sort of like, hey, here's how we like envision this could look like or like product recommendations. And so you kind of flex into other roles. And I also like have loved that at startups. Like I love there's just so much like sort of dabbling a little bit into like product analytics and creating dashboards. It's like, I can't really do this research if I can't see mm-hmm. how much this thing is used or like, can we just, I just need a sense of like, what's the drop, like what's the funnel look like for this product area to just get a sense of what we're getting ourselves into at LinkedIn. Like there's a team for all of this. There's a team for everything, right? There's a team for all these things and it allows us to like do the work incredibly well but it's also like, oh, wait, this is what user research does. And there's these teams. So it's like where I've maybe been used to sort of like flexing into these spaces, being careful to not just go do it, <laughs> finding those people and then finding ways to like, oh, how do we like then partner on it? And like everyone has more work than they can do. So I've like not run and everyone's like super collaborative. So it's like worked out well, but it is an, it's been an interesting observation. And I can tell that like I I, for myself, like doing like a couple different jobs in one. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's another consideration where it's like, oh, wait, like you could actually be like if you like doing market research and UX research, like there are teams that actually have them combined. So that could be a really good fit or being in a place where it's like, oh, maybe they don't have market research yet. And you actually get the opportunity to do a little bit of both. Right. Right. So we you... talked uh, okay. about, you know, these many different jobs, different types that you've had. And I was wondering if to try to summarize a little bit if we could kind of superlative each of them, you know, and I think the buckets I had in my head were sort of consultant, in-house, small startup, in-house, big startup, but maybe you'd categorize them a bit differently. But what is the sort of best, worst if you want to, but certainly, you know, the best thing about each of these types for folks, you know, considering their moves? I love thinking about the best because there's so much good in all of them. Consulting for sure is the breadth of who you get to work with, the different industries, different teams, really getting to like apply sort of the same way of thinking and methodology to all these different environments, um, which is both fun for variety in your day to day. And if you're trying to figure out maybe where you fit and what like really lights you up, like a startup for the being able, like what I was just talking about, being able to kind of like flex into different functions. So like what user research is, is less defined. And so there's an opportunity to really shape like what kind of research you do, what the like role of the research team is. So a lot more like job crafting and flexibility there. I think also some like really big meaty unknown unknowns at a startup, which Mm -hmm. is really fun. And then at a big company, the ability to like specialize and go deep opportunity to be like an individual contributor leader is incredible. And then all the like support and other teams, like we didn't even really 
get super deep in, but having like a team like research ops uh, and design ops, but also having like a really mature data science team to partner with. And so there's just the like depth that you can go in is really incredible and support structure that that comes with that. On the first one, you mentioned the breadth and like the variety and that just being interesting and fun and all that. Did it help you at all, like get more confidence in like frameworks or pattern matching of like, oh, this type of approach or this type of thing works in all sorts of companies and all sorts of industries. I'm really going to put this in my toolkit versus this only worked when we were doing that like automotive research. I don't think it works (laughs) on this other stuff or or whatever it may be. It's been a long time. And now I'm like (laughs) reflecting on like, ooh, what do I still do from my consulting days? Like what am I? It made me actually really, really comfortable making recommendations because I think and what I've learned coming into teams that already existed, the sort of like hesitation sometimes as researchers to come in with a point of view. And that does work everywhere. And some of that is like maybe less about like industry and more the coming in and like they're expecting you to be an expert. And that is like really helpful. What I realized consulting, what I really like is I actually um, and have now carried that through in my career, uh, realized I love the employee experience and the like culture at a company. So like I went in and did all this research in different industries thinking I would find like an industry that maybe I liked. And what I realized is that I like the team dynamics and what it says about the company and how the what the employee experience is. And I uh, did one really large uh, study on different intranets, uh, which then really got deep on the like company culture. I was like, oh, this. And one of the interesting things there was that you can still do like user research still makes sense, right? Because it's like also mm-hmm. still there's digital experience components to that um, and that it doesn't really matter if it's like an app that like chefs use uh, or like the intranet that they log into to find their benefits. Yep. yep. Um, and then one last thing I was just curious to poke on while I, we have you is um, how do you think about like the network benefits that come out of working at a bigger company? So like if you're a junior UXR and to your point, you, have, you know, you have 50 peers and managers and this and that. And yeah. you, feel, you, you know, you go forward three or five years. Those people all work at different companies. They know you. They think highly of you. And that at least for me, you know, I started in a bigger company. That opened a lot of doors and opportunities. Yeah. And how do you think about that part of it? Yeah, I think that's incredible. Yeah, and I'd only touched on the like network you have when you're there and the support you have there. But absolutely. And I user testing was a startup and st- I mean, it's still now like a lot larger, but it was about 100 people when I started. And there were a lot of researchers and our professional services team, like I had a team of 30. And even that, like I've seen so many of them connect in future jobs, which is so nice and like stayed in touch with a lot of researchers from there. And so had a little bit of that benefit of the like, you end up in different places and it's like it's fun to have that like oh what is it like there like someone went into game uh, game design and game research and it's like oh it's like so fun to hear what that's like and just like learn more about that experience hugely valuable I have to say you can get that there's so many great research communities Mm -hmm. out there and so like if you're like oh but I really want to like I like being the only one and I want to sort of like fight for this and try this and you're like alone like there's amazing like slack communities and groups and like you can find that elsewhere and sort of like build that community could you plug a couple for us uh, (laughs) for anyone looking for a community to join oh wow i'd probably say hexagon ux is one of my favorite or the research Mm -hmm. op group as yes started for ops but i love i mean it's i love thinking that way but both of those are incredible communities of people looking to like learn from each other i think that's what's what's so about them awesome it's been so great to have you thanks for joining us thank you so much for having me yeah this is great